Baines Plus One. You're listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, the show where each week I have one notable guest and delve into their lives like a brain doctor delving into a brain scan. This week I had brilliant American comedian Lauren O'Brien. We chatted England versus America, the Vaults Festival, and one hand clapping. Enjoy. It's time for Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines on Hoxton Radio. It is Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, and my special guest, Lauren O'Brien's here. Hey! <laughs> she is your American turn. What's up? Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> um, how, how are you? Yeah, good, good. I'm just getting over a massive chest infection, so oh. apologies if I stop breathing for a moment. I was going to say, have you been blown away? Oh, I wish. By the Hoxton Radio yeah. <laughs> amazement, not... Storm Doris. No, 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 that doesn't exist in this room. <laughs> no, it's amazing. Thanks for having me. That's, it's lovely to have you. Um, we are on the same agent, aren't we? We are. <gasps> oh, We man. have a connection. And uh, what have you been up to recently? Um, you've been a busy lady. Yeah, I've been too busy. I think I'm trying to compensate for something. Okay. But I just um, finished my first play, my first full-length yes. play. Yeah, which was... Really good. I did it at the Vault Festival. Do you know much about the Vault Festival? Yeah, I know. I've been there. It's cool, isn't it? Did you see something there? I haven't been this year, actually, but I've done stuff there in previous years. It's, it's so like cool. under the railway tracks, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and it's on for like six weeks. Um, and it's just incredible. What they do is just amazing because they support the artists so much. Sounds like I'm going like, go to the Vault Festival. Um, no, they're good. I've been doing, did that play, finished last Sunday. So that was fun. And then I've been running a weekly comedy night every... Thursday free comedy night which nice. is another handful and then I've just opened my first show so you're a comedian yes what's it like writing a play what well, I had like since is it's, it your first it's my first full-length one I did one last year a short one for middle child theater who are like the associate company to Payne's Plow which was great and it was like a one-woman show but I wasn't in it. It was the first thing I've ever written oh. that I wasn't in so I was like oh my gosh I can't wait to see what it looks like that's really interesting. Um, I love writing plays because it's like being able to act all the characters out in your head and actually have people who are better than you do it. And are your, would you call your plays com- like broad comedies or are they comedy dramas? They're or? definitely dark comedies. Yeah. Yeah, like this one, the play I Need to Vent, starts off as a comedy and ends in a tragedy. So I like to start <laughs> right. off, Like all of my friends left and I'm like, this play's really sad. Are you okay? I was like, yeah, yeah, totally fine. They're like, I don't think you are, Lauren. I was like, oh. oh. Do, do you think it's like an outlet for you? Because obviously normally you just have to do the jokes. Is it yeah. nice to be able to write some different stuff? It is. And it's nice to build relationships on stage. I'm so sad that when you do stand up, because as you know, you're all by yourself the whole time. So you're like just chatting with the audience and you have a relationship with them. But it's nice to have relationships on stage where you can see people and how they live and how they interact rather than just like, here's a story about people I've met. And is it weird to kind of give it up? Because obviously when you write stand-up, like it's yours and you do it every day or yeah. whenever you gig. And and this is you writing and then just handing it to someone else and them directing it and putting other people in it. Yeah, I mean, I was in it because I'm selfish. Yeah, um, but, but like the one woman <laughs> show. No, of course, I mean, that's oh, the yeah. point of writing, isn't it? But like the one woman show that you went in and stuff. Yeah, it was interesting because I guess I don't know what this actor or actress is going to bring to it. Yeah. So I don't have a specific... So if I write something, I go, I don't know how they're going to interpret this. And in my head, I'm like, do it right, do it right. But it's nice to watch them and go, I didn't see that before. 
you are amazing. I've been very lucky with my actors. They've all been so talented. So they've made what's on the page a lot better. Do they ever do something and you're like, mm, that's not how it's meant to be? Yeah, but thank <laughs> God I have a director because I'm just sitting there going, please let them, let them sit. And then they, they figure it out for me. Because as an actor, have you ever been in the room before with a writer who's written the thing? Yes, it was awful. And, you're, and they're like, that's not how it's meant to be. And you're like, I'm bringing my own thing to it. But what usually, I used, I was terrible. I used to, I'm really bad at memorising lines. So whenever I would get it wrong, I'd be like, yeah, I just think the character wouldn't say that rather than I just haven't learned my line. So now I've learned the other side of like, just... And the writer's like fuming. Exactly. Like, I've spent 10 hours writing this line. <laughs> Oh, well, what can you do? Well, it's nice to be on both sides of it. Exactly. Experience it all. Yeah. But we're going to be talking to you more about your play and your stand-up and everything yeah. in Edinburgh. Baines Plus One. It is Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, and the brilliant Lauren O'Brien. Hey. Hey. Now, Lauren, have you ever been in a quick-fire situation previously? No. I, I feel like I'm going to be really bad at this. I don't think there is a way to be bad at it. Are you? Are you yeah. good at doing things fast? Mm, we'll see. <laughs> we will see. Okay, here we go. Lauren O'Brien, it's your quick fire round. The quick fire round. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Acting or comedy? Comedy. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Car or train? What? Car. <laughs> City or country? <laughs> country. England or America? America. Pen or pencil? Pen. Okay. Trump or May? Ooh, Trump. Chocolate or crisps? <laughs> Chocolate. Soccer or football? S- football. Half empty or half full? Half full. Books or movies? Movies. Football or rugby? Rugby. TV or radio? TV. Ketchup, put it in the cupboard or the fridge? Ooh, fridge. <gasps> Adventurous or cautious? Adventurous. Jaffa cakes, cakes or biscuits? Biscuits. Whoa. You kind of passed. (laughs) I'm going to let you off. (laughs) (laughs) I panicked. I mean, you picked Trump. Yes, I thought it was more for the um, fact that I um, am American and I feel like I should take responsibility for Trump. Okay, good. Yeah. Not that you prefer him as a person. No, not at all. Okay, great. Um, Why would you put ketchup in the fridge? Okay, so because I'm from Georgia, it's really hot in Georgia. We have to put everything in the fridge. So like anything that's sauces will melt and congeal if you don't. It will melt. Yeah, it's so humid, so it'll kind of turn into jam. Oh. Yeah, so you'll get like a chutney rather than ketchup. Okay, that's the best answer I've heard in defense of ketchup in the fridge. Okay. Because normally I'm very against Are it. you? Yeah, they need to be in the cupboard. <laughs> don't want hot chips and cold ketchup. No, weird. no, no, I'm with you on that. Um, Jaffa cakes, you'd go for biscuits? Yes. I don't... Because we don't have Jeff Cakes back in America. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. No. So that's a new thing. So when I came over here, I took a bite of one and I didn't know there was marmalade in it. And I was like, well, oh. So since <laughs> then, I've this? been like, I don't like this. Um, did we learn last week that they were cakes? They are officially cakes. What? There was a lawsuit. No. We had a lawyer on last week oh. who's also a comedian. Goodness. Um, wow, yeah. That's a great job. Yeah. There was a, well, they, she didn't do this lawsuit, but there was a lawsuit (laughs) to prove that they're cakes so that they didn't have to pay tax or something. Oh, gross. Um, Okay, you've got slightly longer for these questions. What is one thing you couldn't live without? 
internet. Okay. Fair. Why? Um, well, I'm because I'm currently in a long distance relationship um, with the. <laughs> am, I, am I allowed to say this on radio? With the first boy I ever. Um, oh, did the naughty way. Yeah. That's we nice. like redating, so I need the internet and talk to my mom and my dad because they're far away. Any secret habits or talents? Mm, I can clap with one hand. What? Yeah, it's pretty impressive. You see it. I mean, you guys can just imagine what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, you can hear it, and then we'll do a video, and then we'll. Oh my god! <laughs> so you know that thing was the sound of one hand clapping. The existential question. I've answered it. <laughs> You're sort of like shaking your fingers into your. Yeah, Palm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can do it with the that other hand. That is crazy. <laughs> it's my only party trick. I mean, we're going to video that and go, the, go, the go. world is going to see it. We're going to put it on social media. Um, what makes you angry? Um, rude people. Okay. Really rude people because I'm trying to, I try to be nice to everyone that I meet because you don't know they could be having a bad day or something. But when people are automatically rude to you for no reason, that infuriates me. Like what? Has anything happened recently that um, made you real angry? Because I work in service. People are, as soon as I come up to them, they hear like, they see like a blonde American girl, so they assume I'm stupid already. So they're automatically rude to me. And this woman, I was serving her and she just snapped at me and she, I was like, hi, would you like to order anything? She's like, stop trying to upsell us. I'll tell you when I'm ready. I was like, oh. Oh, I just was asking if you wanted to stop trying to upsell us. I was like, I don't. I love that she was using her retail jargon. Ugh, gross. I think she worked in. I'm not going to say, but I mean, I did say that to someone recently because did I just you? went into a shop for a coffee, like an independent, and then she sold me this brownie, and I was like, great upselling. <laughs> that's different. That's positive. But then I ate it. It was absolutely disgusting. Was it? Yeah, and it was like <gasps> four pounds fifty, and I was really offended. Gross. Anyway, uh, what's your biggest guilty pleasure? Oh, I love watching the Kardashians. Okay. Like, big guilty pleasure. On TV or just in real life? Both. I, just like, follow stand them. As soon as I'm like, Kim, come with me. <laughs> I was there. Um, I was one of the robbers. Um, I follow them all, all on social media, and I love their TV show. Wow. Yeah, like, I'm a super fan. It's disgusting. And I've got no shame about it. Well, who's your favorite one? Um, definitely Kim, because she's a robot and has no feelings. Right. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, I actually have a Kim Kardashian reference in my new show. Yes! Wow. I'm going to laugh so hard at that. Um, and what's the most recent lie you've told? Oh, okay. I try not, I'm really bad when I lie. I go to like the absolute extremes. Can I tell you the worst lie I've ever told? Yeah, please. Okay, so once I was, uh, this is so bad, a few years ago, I was working at a bar and I needed to call in sick and I just kind of snowballed and when I, I fell and hit my head in the shower and then I didn't want to go back. So I said I went to the hospital and then I said I needed like scans done and then I told them that I found a black spot in my brain and I wouldn't be able to come to work. Yeah, I snowballed. I didn't. Yeah, it's the worst lie I've ever told. My, oh my mom gosh. judged me really hard. And and then you never went back? Never went back. So they assumed I was dead. Yeah. Isn't that oh awful? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Imagine if one of them are listening to this show right now. I remember, well, one of the guys knocked well, on my door and was like, are you okay? And came in, brought me like flowers and stuff. I was like, I'm... And you person. still didn't own up? No, because I was too nervous. I was like, I've gone way <laughs> past this. Like, ter- I'm a terrible human being. Have you ever owned up? To that? No. To I, them? No, no, no. But they must know, surely. I don't know. I never kept in contact with I literally was like, we'll keep my forever. <laughs> so they probably assume. Is it where you lived when you were younger? Uh, yeah. 
Now, you're listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, Lauren O'Brien. It is time for your interview proper. <laughs> Are you excited? Yes. So, um, how did you get into this whole comedy thing? Because you, like, trained at Lambda and stuff as an actor. Yeah. Um, so I graduated a few years ago and was like, I wasn't really doing much. I was doing a few jobs here and there. Kind of ticked me over. And then I was, I saw there was a competition for like five minute thing so I asked my friend at the time to do like a comedy duo together because mm. we had been like clowning and stuff like that and they dropped out last minute so I still had the spot and was like oh I guess I'll do stand up I did it and I hated it but I was like okay this is something to do I'll try it out and I just kept doing it and was like this is a good way of still performing and then I just couldn't stop doing it <laughs> it's really really awful so many stand-ups say that like I just I just can't stop. Yeah. I've wanted to stop, but I just keep I just going. don't know how to stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and so you've, um, so when did you come over from the States? When I was 18. So I came over straight out of high school. No, out of high school. I went to Chicago. Went to Chicago. And then I was in a school there, a drama school there, where they do a cut system. So it's like they take 56 people in. That sounds painful. It was so so intense so the first year everyone's like oh you do something wrong in class and you're like you're gonna get cut everyone was so mean to each other so I was like well I'll apply for other schools somewhere else because you know I, I still want to be an actor and then I came over and I got into Lambda but then I got back into Chicago and I'd like put a um, deposit down on a house My and I told everyone I'm going to Chicago like sorry um, but the deposit on the house came back, like it bounced back. And my dad was like, this is a sign, so you have to go to London. So I just wow. moved over. Yeah. So why did you audition for drama schools in London? Because uh, just... I was like, I've got dual nationality. I might as well use it now because my parents are from Dublin. So I was ah. like, I might as well use it. Otherwise, I won't ever. So do you have Irish do you have an Irish passport? I've got three. So I've got British, Irish and American. I'm very lucky. So you're still in the EU. Yeah. Like really, really lucky. My mom was like, you're welcome. I was like, what? My family, Irish. Amazing. Like, all applying for Irish passports. Yeah, do it. Wow, three passports. I know, I'm a lucky lady. Do you have to take them all with you? Or do you just use the most relevant one? I use, when I go to America, I bring both. So I don't know if this is legal, but I enter <laughs> on my um, American passport and then I leave on my UK one. So I don't have to do any visas or oh, nice. things like that. I'm really lucky. Fingers crossed that's not illegal. Oh. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so you trained at Lambda in acting. Was that amazing? Yeah. I- it was. It's quite a prestigious drama school. Yeah. I went to the Central. Nice. That's a great school. I yeah. like people from Central. Do you? I, yeah, everyone's Thank really you. nice from there. <laughs> um, people from Lambda are horrible. No, I'm joking. That's all right. Um, yeah, was it... Did you do the three-year? Yeah, it was great. Um, was it a good sort of training, do you think, for Yeah, you? it was really good for me, especially, because it, it did a lot of the things... Like, we studied clowning, we studied farce, we studied a lot of comedy-based things, like restoration... And it made it like taught me different skills from throughout the time. So now I can always pull from those history lessons, I guess, and go, "This worked then. Why can't we adapt it for now in a mm. modern way?" And everyone I'm like, everyone who went there was so great. Like we're still all great friends. So that's the one thing I love the most about it is the people were amazing. Because you've trained in improv as well. Yeah. Was it was 
is that very different, do you think, from your drama school training? Yeah, because we only did a bit of improv at Lambda. I was terrible at Lambda. Like, I was <laughs> awful. I would just all of a sudden go straight to an extreme situation and be like, oh, we're in a space. Everyone's like, what? No, Lauren. I'm like, oh, well, let's make this interesting. <laughs> But an American improv is very different than British improv. Is it? Yeah. What, how would you say it's different? I don't know. I think there's... In America, we learned a lot of short farm... Short, short farms. <laughs> Grew up in a oh, farm. I love those short farms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great. Those little the, tiny all the pigs. Are tiny, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just something a little bit... We're about to blow away. Sorry, everyone. Bye. Um, I don't have much experience over here, but everything is more long form into sketch based. Mm. In America, it was a lot of like developing for. So it's more like games. Yeah. Like you see in some of the TV shows. Yeah. We were really trained on that. But then again, I'm not super experienced. In, like I haven't spent years doing both, but I've spent like enough time doing both. And so in, in stand up improv acting, mm. do you have a love? Do you love them all? Which. Where do you see yourself going? Definitely more. So I want to produce more film and TV. Okay. So that's where I'm kind of like trying to head towards. In it, uh, writing it or? All of it. I want to be like Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Okay. That's like goal. Great. Exactly. So like being able to do musicals, being able to do TV, being able to do plays and do a bit of stand up on the side. Nice. That's the goal. And I want to just employ lots of great people and be like, here's some money, do whatever you want. And, and you've already done a couple of really, um, they went down so well, like critically acclaimed Edinburgh shows. Yeah. How is it writing for yourself for an hour? Do you enjoy it as a process? No, I really need a writing partner. Like, I'm really lonely. <laughs> like, I put a chair in my show just to have it on stage. I don't ever sit on it. I was like, it's just something to be on stage with me. I really like working with people, so... Writing a solo show is, you must find it hard. It's lonely. Because you're like, well, I find this enjoyable. I have no one to like giggle about it with. and be like, yeah, this is my favorite bit. <laughs> it's just like, well, I like this bit. I hope they do too. <laughs> Although the good thing about writing on your own is that you can do it anyway, like in your pajamas in bed with yep. your cats and a cup of tea. Whereas if you have to write with other people, you've got to like leave the house. Or if you have a perfect writing partner, you can both get into bed. Oh. Pajamas, cut the Hello. Tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the goal. Well, if anyone out there listening and wants to get in bed with Lauren O'Brien <laughs> and do some writing. My Twitter is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what is your Twitter? Um, It's Lauren O'Brien L-O. So it's L-O-R-E-N. So, so fancy. Amazing. And we, we are going to do a little video of you one hand clapping mm. um, for those people who are keen to see I'm keen to see it again and watch it over and over <laughs> on my way to Leicester later <laughs> Baines plus one. Oh, we have tweeted a video of Lauren O'Brien doing a one handed clap <laughs> if you want to check it out on Baines plus one Baines plus one exclusive <laughs> Secret <laughs> talent. Exactly. Comedian Lauren O'Brien. We've tweeted it, so just go to at Samantha Bates, B-A-I-N-E-S. So, Lauren O'Brien, mm -hmm. it is time for the Baines Plus One game. Oh, yeah. So, um, I will give you different scenarios, events, that you can bring a plus one to, and you can choose any plus one from celebrities, history, characters and things, fictional characters, and you have to tell me why you'd bring them to the event. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. 
It's the Bane Plus One game. <laughs> so, first of all, a medieval banquet. Who would you bring and why? I would bring a medieval banquet. Mm. Someone from history? Someone modern? Yeah. Um, maybe I'd bring... Oh, this is hard. A medieval banquet. I would probably bring um, Kim Kardashian because okay. I think... Do, do I bring her back in time or just like, is it in time now? Like a medieval banquet now? A medieval banquet now. Medieval, oh, then I'd definitely bring Kim Kardashian because I feel like the selfie she would take of us would be like yeah. epic. And we'd be dressed up and we'd be like, hey girl, she'd filter me for show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She'd airbrush it really well. Exactly. And I'd be like a sexy little princess. It'd be like, you, a hunk of meat on an iron plate and Kim. (laughs) Exactly. Get so many likes. Okay, the Queen's Garden Party. Who would you bring? First person that comes in chat. Oh, I would bring um, Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. I feel like she'd make it really fun. Yeah. She's one of those people I could just be like, lol, what's going on now? And she'd be like, I don't know. Do you think the Queen's Garden Party wouldn't be fun otherwise? No, I feel like I'd be in trouble a lot of times. <laughs> I feel like I, it's how I am at a wedding. Like, I always feel like I'm in trouble at a wedding, even though I'm not. I'm just like, why? I don't know. Someone gives me champagne. And I feel like I'm like holding it going. I don't think I'm supposed to be holding this. It's I, the bubbles. Yeah. It's too much. Puts me on my... The premiere for your first feature film, who would you bring? Oh, I'd bring my mom because she wouldn't. Aww. Well, because she wouldn't let me live it down if. If she wasn't my plus one, yeah. she always says to me, she's like, I've got a dress picked out forever. And I'm like, oh, what if I don't bring you? And she's like, you will, though. I'm like, oh, God. Your dad's 60th birthday, who would you bring? Oh, that's... Oh, Bob Dylan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is your dad a fan? He's a huge fan. He's a huge fan. I feel like it would be the best. So that would be like your gift. Yeah. Your plus one. This is my plus one, Bob Dylan. (laughs) Yeah, he loves him. And your high school prom, who would you bring? If you Did you do it? If you did it again? (laughs) Dude, I did it twice. Oh. Not because I repeated a year. (laughs) Okay. Third time lucky. (laughs) If you did it again. I'm still in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Who would you bring? Um, I'd bring Joe Biden. The ex-vice president. Okay. Yeah, because he is the best president. If you don't know much about Joe Biden, look him up. He is, first off, when he was younger, damn. He was fine. I know I shouldn't be described. It's very Wouldn't Obama be jealous, though, if you brought him? Well, I feel like Obama would be like, it's Biden's time to shine. Yeah, okay. Joe Biden. Oh, look up any memes about him. It is amazing. He would just be able to have a good laugh. Who did you actually bring to your first two proms? So, first one was, I went with AJ Adams, who was my first ever kiss. He sounds really cool. Yeah, he was cool. AJ. AJ, he has a Christmas party every year, a reunion, that's fun. Um, AJ Adams, and the last one I brought, Ricky Starks. <laughs> so, Ricky Starks. Um, we dated for a bit, and then he told me on prom night he was gay. So On prom night? Yeah, yeah, he was like, by the way, Lloyd, I'm gay. I was like, what? <laughs> like, that's fine, but why would you come? Wrong with me. 
Because did he think you were going as friends? Or were you, had you been like We had been snogging? dating. Yeah. And more than snogging. No, not more than snogging. That's why I was like, come on. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's nice that he had that realisation. The timing could have been better. A lot better. I mean, he didn't tell anyone else but me. And he was like, don't tell anyone. I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Well, at least it was eventful. Yeah, it was very eventful. <laughs> Lauren O'Brien, thanks for playing thanks. the Bates Plus One game. <laughs> The news on Baines Plus One. Sit back and listen to Baines and her guests analysing some of the most important stories breaking this week. Oh, Whitney was amazing before this. Don't you want to dance with somebody, Lauren O'Brien? I do indeed. Um, We can't. We need to do the news. Um, So, (laughs) uh, Lauren O'Brien, please, can we have the headlines? Yep, so we got hiccup and on and on and on. Road wage for Wingwin. Not your regular lock-in. Move on. Tinder man go. Those are the headlines. Now, we've got some good stories this week. One in particular is my favourite. But hiccup on and on and on and on. A woman, this is a rejoicing story. A woman has finally got rid of the hiccups after eight years Daniel Kirkland woke up in March 2008 with hiccups and they didn't go away until last year. She was diagnosed with chronic hiccups in October 2008, visited a gastric, ear, nose and throat lung specialist to find a cure and it was finally found. She said that she was kicked out of college when she was training to be a nurse because she was disruptive to the class. She said, I was trying not to be, I just couldn't stop hiccuping. Another time during the eulogy at her friend's mother's funeral, she had a fit of hiccups, making the congregation laugh. Luckily, my friend didn't mind, she explained. It made things like hearted <gasps> imagine having hiccups for eight years oh my god that's my biggest fear on stage is to have hiccups is it because you can't get rid of them yeah imagine you're doing like an acting as well imagine doing a death scene and you're just like <laughs> awful or imagine it being at someone's real life funeral and having <gasps> I hate hiccups yeah they're bad I got them the other day because I hadn't eaten for a really long time and then I had some sushi and I started hiccuping and the man next to me was like looking at me like, why are you, what are you doing? Because yeah. you know when they're so, you can't keep the noise in. They're <laughs> yeah. so like, oh! <laughs> and it makes you like bounce in your chair. <laughs> well, congratulations, Danielle. We're very Ooh. glad they stopped. Uh, next up, Rage Rage for Wing Woman. A woman fed up with being catcalled, this is my favourite story, got revenge on a van driver who asked her if she was on her period by ripping off his wing mirror. She was filmed in Tottenham Court Road reacting after one of the men said, all right, want my number, after swerving, swerving close to her at the lights. And then she tells the van driver that she doesn't want his number. He acts awfully, insults her, calls her an old dog before asking her out for a drink. He drives off and then she follows him until he pulls up and she rips off his wing mirror with her bare hands and speeds off. People have praised her comeback with one saying good for her, disrespectful, swear word. He crossed the line, especially when he touched her. Lauren O'Brien, what do you think? I think it's amazing. I think so good on her. So many times have I wanted to do that. Well, if you watch the video, so um, it's on the social medias. We shall share it as well through my social media. If you watch the video, 
It's all filmed by a motorcyclist who has one of those cameras attached to him, anyway, yeah. from behind. And you see the van swerving into her. She's on a bike, like, in a sleeveless top and, like, shorts, but, like, sports gear. Yeah. You know, just cycling. And the, the van swerves in close to her and he tries to touch her. <gasps> and then she's, like, hitting his hand away, obviously, as anyone would. Um you know, male or female, yeah, someone tries to touch you, you be like, uh, get off, who are you? And then he, she's obviously like, leave me alone. And he says things like, oh, did you go to charm school? Your parents need to get a refund. Like all these horrific oh lines, gosh. calls her an old dog, asks for her number. She says no, like really, really insulting and, and shouting at her this whole time at these traffic lights. And then um, the the van speeds away. She, like, cycles fast to get up close to him. And this motorcyclist is following her. And then they've pulled over on the road. And she rip. Oh, my God. The strength of this woman. She just rips his wing mirror <laughs> off, throws it on the floor, and cycles off. And then the motorcyclist pulls up and, and says, calls them scum and says, you deserved it. Oh and then cycles off. Oh, my goodness. I mean, with her bare hands. That's incredible. That's just for the pure strength. But, That's incredible. you know, watching it, I felt angry. Imagine being, she must have felt so... But what's scary is you don't. a lot of the stuff isn't documented. Yeah. Which is so terrible. How many other women have they shouted out and tried to touch on the road? Like, it's awful. Yeah, I don't like and that. And it's like a huge van. Through, and when, when the motorcyclist turns around, you can see it's like full of men in the front. So and just gross. one woman cycling. And they thought that they could shout at her in the street. Gross. I hope they get fired. Yeah, or just, well, I'm sure if anyone knows who they are, they're going to be harassed on social media. Anyway, we'll share that video if you want to have a look. Not your regular lock-in. A woman's been jailed after she hid in a toilet of a Weatherspoon's pub to nick a load of beer and sandwiches. (laughs) Jackie Holdsworth locked herself in at the Flora Sanders pub in Thornton Heath in South London. She was spotted on CCTV trying different drinks and making herself a sandwich before she realised she couldn't get out. She called her boyfriend and he came to help her take a bin bag containing 325 pounds of food and alcohol Uh, she claimed she'd gone to the toilet to wash herself and brush her teeth and then fell asleep in the cubicle Uh, she said from the dock that the allegations were all lies and she added i'm as good as gold i was hungry so i made a sandwich she claims to have been attacked by police arresting her and shouted why will no one listen for me she listened to me she's from croydon she's previously found guilty in her absence of burglary burglary assaulting a police officer failing to surrender twice and breaching her community order i mean we don't know you know what exactly is the situation here but if i found myself locked in a weatherspoons and i was hungry i'd make a sandwich although it doesn't make although i'd pay pay for it if someone asked there was there's two things that don't make sense firstly how much it's a Weatherspoons $325 worth of stuff first <laughs> is a lot is a lot secondly <laughs> she says she went to the toilet to wash herself and brush her teeth I've never gone to a Weatherspoons to wash myself and brush my teeth I wonder if she was homeless though oh okay and then fell asleep okay but then you would be hungry yeah $325 worth of Weatherspoon stuff. No, but maybe if she didn't nick the stuff, yeah, and she just made a sandwich, maybe like, the Weatherspoons would be like, "Oh, yeah, that's fine. Exactly, you know, you're hungry. Don't be like, here's a bin bag full of stuff. Well, now that I'm here, yeah. Although I guess if you were hungry, <laughs> yeah. you'd be like, well, I'm not gonna leave it behind. No fair. Move on. Police in Connecticut, in a Connecticut town, have reminded people not to open their doors to any unfamiliar cattle. Yeah, you heard that right. Cattle. 
after a pair of young bulls escaped from their pen and were found near the front door of a property a couple of houses away. Sergeant Jeffrey Miner said a driver reported seeing the cows walking on the side of the road and in gardens in Suffield. They managed to move them along <laughs> and steer them back to where they belonged. Officers managed to take a photo of the bulls before herding them back to their pen. The police posted the photo on Facebook saying two suspicious males were going door to door trying to sell dairy products. Police said the cows were able to escape due to a faulty electrical wire fence. Now, you're from America, Lauren. Yes. Does this happen all the time? Um, a bull's on the loose? Well, this happened to my dad. He used to work on a farm in Ireland and he once was driving a tractor and it was doing, he'd just built a brand new fence and when he built the fence, the tractor wasn't, the brakes weren't working and he ran straight into the fence, brand new fence he just built. Oh, annoying. it let open the bull. So the bull went running around <gasps> through Dublin. Yeah, you, I mean, you wouldn't want to run into a bull. No, no, I mean, no. a cow. Yeah, fine. But bulls charge. Yeah, like, they do. That's their thing. Even ones that are tame, they're so dangerous. We've got so many near our house because, you know, that's where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can't walk through some fields because it's like bulls roaming yeah, around. They ch- bulls charge. £2.50 per pint. No. Yeah. <laughs> Zing. Silly. <laughs> Silly. Tinder man go. Future versions of Tinder could let users find out if strangers are single simply by pointing their smartphones at them, according to the dating app's co-founder. This is like so Black Mirror. (laughs) Augmented reality technology similar to that used in Pokemon Go could transform the dating world by letting singles discover anyone's relationship status, according to Tinder's CEO, Sean Rad. He also predicted the app could guess which users may be attracted to each other and even offer to help plan their dates by using information about their interests. That sounds useful. He was speaking at a tech conference in California. Now, we, we think it might sound a little scary, um, but it could definitely impact dating. Augmented reality technology was used in highly popular Pokemon Go and it overlays digital images on the real world. Y- you can imagine how with augmented reality that experience could happen in the room in real time, he told Startup Grind Conference yesterday. The impact is profound as these devices get closer to your senses, to your eyes, to your experiences. I think this might sound a little crazy. He did add that. What do you think, Lauren O'Brien? No, absolutely not. You can't take a video game and go, well, that worked for this. It's not re- like... I don't want to be in a cafe and like people like pointing their phones at my husband just, like, just to check. Yeah, because like, what, why not point it at me? Yeah, although it could be a nice compliment. Like... If you're walking down the street and someone points their phone at you, you're like, True. oh my God, like, they're checking hey. if I'm available. <laughs> so I'm not. I guess we, oh, it just makes me so nervous that people have to upload the stuff and like, because we're all like now dating has become so fluid and everyone's sexuality is fluid now. So mm. people can like, I don't want to define that. But now people are going to have to if. Yeah, it's it. weird that you'd have to. I mean, I don't know how it'd be able to tell you if you're available or not. Surely it would only tell them if you're on tinder yeah or not um which i guess means you're available or just you prefer other dating platforms um it is very black mirror though it's that is very weird i don't like it and also you know in the olden days you'd just go up to someone have a chat and then ask them true or you would just ask their father be like (laughs) is your daughter um available and he's like well she could be i like the fact it might help you plan a date though 
based yeah, on your, I both really your interests. Like that. That's useful. Yeah, because I feel like there's a lot of pressure to do like cool date ideas now. Mm. Like loads of people go ice skating in the winter, and I hate ice skating. Me too. Do you? Well, yeah, I hate because everywhere has gotten so small. That's why I don't like it. I like it when you have lots of space. And you okay. Can... I don't like it because I don't like moving okay. on a substance, which shouldn't be frozen. <laughs> um, but luckily my husband hates it too. So if Tinder matched us, they'd be like, don't take her ice, ice skating <laughs> or don't take him ice skating. Baines plus one. Poem of the week on Baines plus one. Oh, it's that cheery music, because you know what time it is. All poetry must be read to this music. (laughs) (laughs) Lauren O'Brien, you've written a poem for me, haven't you? I did, especially for you. I'm really excited. Yeah. What's it it about? It's about me working as a waitress. Nice. Real life. Real real life, real truth. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lauren O'Brien's Poem of the Week. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. I am really broke. I wish this was a joke, because I work as a waitress. Yes, I really hate this. If that wasn't bad enough, I had to get my pay rent to pay my freaking rent. I'm tired, feet are sore, and my pride is defo spent. Had a man come into work, try to give me a little tip? No, not money-wise. No, that would be legit. He gave me life advice, so I filled him on my situation. I want to do comedy, but it doesn't always pay the bills. Well, my dear, listen to your friend Will. You should have got a little education. I was like, first, we are not friends. I just met you, sir. Please stop talking to me. Do you want to order number three or number four? So he ordered lots of food, complained, then made a fuss. He stood up and walked out, so I shouted, you're just a big old wuss. He turned towards the door, so I shouted even more. Now you're going to leave. Oh, boo-hoo. Didn't leave a real tip. Well, F you too. Very nice. Yes, that's a poem. poem of the week. (laughs) I like that it started out sort of quite friendly and then turned into a real life difficult situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, excellent rhyming skills. Mm, That nice little A, A, B, (laughs) W. And pair rent. And rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that. I'm a wordsmith. What can I say? I love a little rhyme. (laughs) Um, Mine, too, is a rhyming poem. I mean, I don't mean to show off, but it has had three likes on WordPress, guys. So, living the dream. It's called. Too windy. (laughs) Here we go. Too windy. Gosh, it's been a windy week. Storm Doris is battering London as we speak. I also had a photo shoot yesterday, and so my hair didn't get in the way. We had a wind machine, which is my new favourite thing. It makes me want to twirl and sing. It's quite 1950s musical, I'm sure you'll agree. The effect will be great on my poster, you'll see. I'm going for the pilot look mid-flight, because a female pilot in 1920 was a sight. That's what my show's about this year. But with Storm Doris so near, I wondered if my photographer had left the wind machine on and the whole of London is now wrapped up in its song. I could hardly walk down the street with its force. This wind is stronger than a grand national horse. It gets bits in your eyes and chills you to the bone, so it's not quite the 1950s musical zone. In other news, I've eaten a lot of cheese. I'm intolerant but it's not like it makes me sneeze. Let's just say Storm Doris isn't the only one creating a breeze. That's my poem. Essentially about me. That's so good. Thank you. You're a really good poet. (laughs) Thanks. I'm really impressed. Well, I'm I'm very into my rhymes. There's a great website called Rhymezo where you just 
put a song in and it and it tells you what you don't put a song in. You oh. put a word in. It's like, what? Put, no, that is another app that I'm totally obsessed with. No, there's a the website called Rhyme Zone. You put the word in, it tells you all the words that rhyme with it. Very okay. useful for rhyming poetry. Yeah. There's also an app called Ditty.it yeah. where you put any words in and it sings the words and creates a psychedelic video. Oh my goodness. I've been using it a lot on my social media if write, anyone's been following. Do you write music? Absolutely not. I think you should. Thank you. I think you'll be very good at it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I can't read music. I don't know any notes. That's okay. You can get do someone... you write music? Um, I write hip-hop songs. Whoa. I can rap, yes. Can we have a little rap? Oh, absolutely uh, <gasps> not. You no, have said I can't. It. No, I can't. You've said no, it live I... on the radio. No, just I like... can't do it. Just a little line? No, no. I can too embarrassed because it'll be because then I'll sound terrible. So I'll beatbox. We'll turn this off. No, I can't. I'm too embarrassed. I'm Just too like embarrassed. Just like one line. Come well, on. Um, It'll be great. You're teasing. You're, you're bullying it. My name is Lauren. I'm on the radio. Welcome to the Samantha Bain Show. Yeah! <laughs> Yay, that was just me talking fast. <laughs> we are going to go back and cut that out. That's going to be my new jingle. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, we, we still have you for a while longer. Yeah. We need to talk about your new stand-up show at the Vault yeah. Festival. Bain's Plus One. It is Bain's Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, and... Lauren O'Brien. Oh, she's good at her cues. Um, we played a bit of blur there, girls and boys, because there's no boys in this show today. <laughs> no. But we need, you know, we need to give them a, a bit of love because they don't get the opportunities that us girls get, do they? No. So, you know, just love to the boys. Exactly. We we have it so easy compared to them, like the women on the bike from the news. <laughs> um, Lauren O'Brien, oh, I want to talk about your new stand-up comedy show. Yes. Um, so it's a brand new show. I premiered it last night so it was the first time anyone had seen it besides <gasps> me in my bedroom how was it it was really fun it's a very different show to the last two i've done so the first one i did was like a sketch comedy by myself okay the second one was like pure stand-up and this one's more of like is it a mashup it's a mashup of both of them and it's really fun there's lots of sound cues so if you like sound <gasps> come see my show sound engineers exactly. come on down and the whole premise is just like how I'm a waitress but I've got bigger dreams like and my mom was a waitress my dad was a bartender my grandfather was a chauffeur and my grandma was the teapot in Beauty and the Beast <gasps> so it's kind of like no, no it's not Angela Lansbury okay <laughs> How, I like, was very imagine excited. Imagine that. I would have been a lot more famous That's than I am That's my favourite character in Beauty and the Beast. She's incredible. Um, so do you find it really nerve-wracking doing it for the first time? Or are you more excited doing it for the first time? I was nervous because no one had even heard it. and I hadn't read it out loud to anyone. I hadn't tested out any of the material in anyone. Um, so I was just like, I have moments which I've included pause for laughter. <laughs> which I've never done with any of my shows before, but these, they were sound cues, so I had to leave pauses, and I was like, if this doesn't work, I'm just going to end up standing there. In silence. I, I was so nervous. Dramatic pause. Exactly. I was like, mm, this is just me taking my time. But there was laughter. There was laughter. It was Everything really was nice. Okay. Yeah, it was a really nice audience, and they were very, very kind. So um, how do you go about writing your shows? Because obviously you've had two critically acclaimed shows already. Yeah. This is your third it sounds like it's quite a personal show. Yeah. How do you write your material for it? How do you, yeah, how do you start with a new hour? Yeah, so I 
with this one, I was talking to my grandma because she used to be, I usually take the premise from like a, a life situation because my grandma was genuinely um, a nanny to the stars. She used wow. to be a nanny to, um, well, she, my grandfather was the landscaper for Steve Martin. Good, like, as you do. Exactly, like wow. Super Cash. And she had her own pilot TV show, first ever reality TV show that was ever made in the 90s called Chars to the Stars. And wow. they filmed this pilot and they were like, can we do this? And she said, no, I don't want to be on TV. I was like, grandma. <laughs> that would have been really useful yeah. for me right now. So I was like, it, for this show, I was like, my whole family have been in service in some way. I want to do comedy. Um, so Which like, kind of is a service. Exactly. It's public service. To the laughter. Um, so I was like, I took that premise. And then I just kind of taken more life stories and kind of sat in my room in my bed in my pajamas writing yes. out the material looking for a writing partner as we like so earlier. bad if you are a nice person and are funny <laughs> please call me on 079 <laughs> great so I'll tweet her number yeah thanks. no I won't guys don't get too excited <laughs> uh, so how can we come and see this show yeah it's so been premiered it's, yeah it went last night um, it's on Every day this week till Sunday, 9.15. And I've got two matinees on Saturday and Sunday at 4.30pm at the Vault Festival. And this is this going to be at the Edinburgh Friends? Yes. So this is like the base of it. Um, so it'll change, obviously, as you know, how, how work in progress is due. But this will be taken to the Edinburgh Fringe in August. But I always think it's quite exciting to go to see things as they're starting out. Absolutely. I you, love it. You're like, you can be like, I was there at the beginning, guys. Yeah. I saw what it was really like. I saw when it was terrible. <laughs> and it's kind of a relationship with the audience, isn't it? That you're working on it together yeah, and they and, can be part of it. And they're like, oh my gosh, she forgot what she was doing. And I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I like work of progresses because there's no like, it's the only time that you actually get to chat to the audience and go, we're in this together. Rather than like, this is my full show. You're going to laugh at this point. It's like, hey guys, if you don't like it, don't fake laugh. Let's see what happens. Yeah, whatevs. And is it weird performing at the Vaults Festival? Because it's like underground. It's really atmospheric, isn't it? It's underground and there's like arches and dripping. Yeah, I'm in a cave. <laughs> like I'm genuinely in a cave. Once something dripped on me last night and I was like, what is this? Like a lot of Edinburgh Fringe venues. Yeah. Do you find that the venue changes things? Because obviously with a play, mm. sometimes you write a play for a venue. Yeah. Whereas obviously stand-up, you have to take it to different places. Yeah, this one is perfect because I am in a dark cave and the whole show is about how I'll never succeed in life so it's perfect that it's oh, underground wow. <laughs> so it's like don't worry guys I'm still at the bottom <laughs> it's like that song started at the bottom now we're here oh I'm excited to see it remind us where it is on it's on the vault festival um at the pit so the first door as you walk in on the left and how can people get tickets um you can book online um at vaultfestival.com slash Okie dokie, I think. Or if you just type it into Google, that usually yeah. helps. You'll tweet a link as well, won't yeah, you? Yeah. And absolutely. how can people follow you on social media? You can follow me at Lauren O'Brien L O. That's L O R E N O B R I E N L O. And do head to social media because we have posted a video of Lauren clapping with one hand, which is something very special that must be seen by many people. Special is the word for it. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> is the word. I think it's my highlight. I'm, I'm going to watch it over and over. 
over again Yay. the whole way to Leicester, <laughs> where I'm going this afternoon to do my show. Lauren O'Brien, thank you very, very much. Thank you for having me. It's, it's been really so nice. lovely to have you on the show. I will be back next Thursday, of course, 12 till 2, with another marvellous guest from the world of comedy and or telly. Um, I am in Leicester this week. If anyone from Leicester is listening, come on down to one of my shows. Uh, and yeah, follow Lauren on social media. And I am at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S. See you soon. Baines Plus One. Thanks for listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines. The show is originally recorded on Hoxton Radio and the podcast is sponsored by Penguin in the Room, award-winning marketing for the arts. Go to www.penguininthearoom.com for more info. Don't forget you can follow me on social medias at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S on Twitter and Instagram and facebook.com forward slash Samantha Baines on Facebook. Please subscribe and leave us a nice review.